I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's V-Week on ESPN as we continue Jim Balvano's fight against cancer. Welcome into College Football Live. I'm Kelsey Riggs, and we're coming out the tunnel with this. We are just one day away from a rematch in the desert. Oregon and Washington battling it out in the Pac-12, and a spot in the CFP pretty much is on the line. Plus, Championship Saturday will show us the path to the Final Four. New sound from Nick Saban and from Kirby Smart ahead of this SEC showdown. And it is a really good time to be a quarterback, a transfer quarterback in the portal, according to one head coach. Seven figures for the player you want? The price tag to get the good ones. That's next. College Football Live is presented by Dr. Pepper. Welcome into College Football Live. Sam Acho, Tom Luganville, Kelsey Riggs hanging with you here on a Thursday to get you ready for a big championship weekend full of football. So let's start, guys, with what we're going to see on Friday night because we've got a big one planned out in the desert. A rematch between number five, Oregon, and number three, Washington, in Las Vegas. The Ducks are making their sixth appearance in the Pac-12 title game, winning four of the last five, while Washington is seeking their most wins in school history. Then in the Big 12, Texas is back in the championship for the first time since 2018. They'll face an Oklahoma State team making just their second appearance in the Big 12 title game. The Cowboys are five and a half point dogs at ESPN Bet. Georgia and Alabama will play in the SEC title game for the fourth time with the Crimson Tide winning each of the previous three. The Bulldogs have won 29 straight games since losing to Alabama in the 2021 SEC championship game. That is the longest streak in SEC history. And Jim Harbaugh returns to the sideline for Michigan as they get together with number 16, Iowa at Lucas Oil Stadium. Our analytics give the Wolverines a 93% chance to win as they seek their third straight Big Ten title, something they haven't done since 1990 to 1992. And lastly, Louisville making its first appearance in a conference title game while Florida State makes its sixth, but the first since 2014. The Seminoles have won 15 ACC titles, the second most in conference history. So those are the big ones. But let's start with the rematch because when there's two powerhouses, they get together for a second time. I think everybody really likes a round two. So Washington and Oregon, we saw what happened the first time. Washington is the team that is still undefeated. Sam, what's going to be the difference in Friday's Pac-12 championship? It'll be Michael Penix Jr. getting the ball to his receivers like he always does. Roma Dunze, Jalen Polk, Jalen McMillan. Michael Penix Jr. leads FBS in passing yards, 3,903. And it's re the reason why is that many of the passes he throws are contested catches. That's where Roma Dunze excels in contested catches in the end zone, contested. And so if you're Oregon, you have to be able to challenge not just Polk, not just Adunze, but also Jalen McMillan. You need three DBs that can challenge these receivers in passes that are contested. Well, and, and how do you challenge them? Pressure bursts the pipe, right? You played on the defensive side of the football. The secondary gets a lot of help if you come after the quarterback. 
Listen, the most effective and efficient quarterback in all of college football on first and second down with a clean pocket and a straight drop back, no play action, is Michael Penix Jr. And it's not even close. And it's not dinking and dunking. It is vertical and intermediate shots where you reference the contested catches, but even guys running wide open. I think Oregon's got to be aggressive here. I think they've got to come back and come after Michael Penix Jr., get him off schedule and off rhythm, and force him to make the underneath throw. They want to push it downfield, force him to take the underneath throw. Oregon, come up and tackle him, but you cannot allow him to have a clean pocket on first and second down. He has been outstanding for them this year. We all know what's on the line with college football playoff hopes, but also two of the Heisman hopeful quarterbacks going to be battling it out as you see Bo Nix right now, currently the favorite. Jaden Daniels of LSU, not far behind, but he is not playing this week. And Michael Penix Jr., 16 to 1 odds. And then Jalen Milrow, 100 to 1 odds. Let's stick with the guys that are going to be playing Friday night because a massive stage for Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. So, Lugs, what do these guys need to show on a stage like this? Obviously, the main goal is winning the game and getting to the college football playoff. But if you win, you're putting yourself in a good, pretty good spot for Heisman as well. Yeah, you really are. It's a great window, a window Jaden Daniels doesn't have. And I think with how we've looked at the Pac-12 unfold throughout the entire season, this could likely turn into a one-possession game. And we have seen Washington and Oregon play really well in that fashion. So I think the quarterback with the ball in his hands late in the fourth quarter is going to have an opportunity to have a Heisman-style moment to march his team down and win the game. All right, well, we'll be keeping an eye on that on Friday night on ABC Big Time Window. We've got another big game to get to, and that's what's going to happen on Saturday in the ACC. As you take a look at the ACC title game matchup, Seminoles lead the conference in scoring, putting up just under 40 points per game while holding teams to under 17 points. That's an ACC best. Louisville, they've scored at least 30 points in four straight games. Here's what they had to say about what's at stake this weekend. There's never been, you know, an expectation from the outside that's uh, that's bigger than the ones that we have within. And you know, I believe in this team. Obviously, a lot of steps along along the journey to be able to accomplish all that I believe that that we can. Coach Norvell in the Seminoles notch a berth in the conference championship game for the first time since 2014. I'm probably crying that moment because you know, coming from where I came, where we started at my freshman year to now is definitely a, a major step. And just to end that way, I feel like that would be like I'm going out like how I want to. Jeff Brom, the job his coaching staff has done to be a team right now that's going to be in their first ACC championship game is amazing in year one. There's only going to be one champion in the conference uh, at the end of the year. The ACC championship, just taking that step forward. That would be huge anytime you win a championship. We've got a lot of really hungry players on our team. Touchdown, Seminoles! It's a great celebration. Anytime you get to hold a trophy and it's a symbolic part of being able to accomplish what you set out for. I love coaching this team and to see them finish what we start for, it would be really special. A big-time opportunity for both of these programs and for Florida State. The biggest storyline heading into this is, of course, win and get in, but also playing without their quarterback. Tate Rodemaker is now the guy. So, Sam, who needs to step up to help this offense and help Tate Rodemaker win the game? Yeah, it's going to be Keon Coleman, their star wide receiver transfer from Michigan State. And sure, you could say, man, running back Trey Benson, three touchdowns last week. But no, I want to see Keon Coleman dominate. Why? Because in week one, when he jumped on the scene, nine catches, over 120 yards, three touchdowns versus LSU, a top-ranked team. Fast forward against Syracuse, nine catches, 140 
Keon Coleman took over versus Clemson as well, even in overtime. And so when you have a young quarterback, a freshman quarterback, and the talent of Keon Coleman, I think he needs to step up and take over in this game for Florida State to cruise into the playoff. Well, I'll tell you, Sam, I think the one thing you got to be careful of if you're Florida State on defense is Louisville's ability to create explosive plays. Double-digit explosive plays of 50 or 60 yards or more on the season. Now, they're a little bit banged up. I get that. But Jahar Jordan, Jamari Thrash, and they actually got a nice cupboard full of running backs and wide receivers to complement those two guys who may not be fully 100%. If you look at Jack Plummer in this Louisville offense, when he has been pressured, he has completed less than 50% of his passes. When he's faced a three or four man rush, they have gone bombs away on people. I think if you're Florida State, you zone pressure Jack Plummer and you force him to take the underneath throw and defend the deep half of the field so that you limit those explosive plays and give you a chance to win the game. And listen, as much as on the line for Florida State, this is a Louisville team that just lost to their rivals at home. They want to come out and win their first ACC championship and ruin Florida State's playoff hopes. We'll see what happens this weekend. But meanwhile, let's get to some coaching news breaking here on College Football Live. And according to our Pete Thamel, Indiana is finalizing a deal to hire Kurt Signetti as their new head football coach. Signetti has spent the past five seasons at James Madison, where he led the Dukes transition from FCS to FCS. FBS. He's gone 52 and nine and won three conference titles there, finalizing a deal now to be the head coach at Indiana. Speaking of head coaches, still ahead on College Football Live, a look at to the SEC championship game, and you'll hear new sound from the head coaches. That's coming up next. College Football Live is presented by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. And in part by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to College Football Live. Presented by Dr. Pepper. Take a look at our Dr. Pepper Big 12 Championship game preview. And Texas is looking to snap its 13-season drought since its last conference title in 2009. The longest gap program history. The Longhorns are 4-9 against Oklahoma State since 2010, but are 15.5-point favorites at ESPN Bet against the Cowboys on Saturday. So Texas really looking for a statement. And a big win in order to put them in a good spot ahead of the college football playoff. But, Lugs, they've got to deal with Ollie Gordon. How much of a priority is it to try and contain him? Uh, priority number one. Um, but good news for Texas fans is they've got the defensive front seven. I think the pull off the task. Listen, it's the number one ranked rush defense, Texas, in the Big 12. Top five overall in the country. They are built for this style of game between the tackles. I think they've got the two best defensive tackles in Byron Murphy and Devondre Sweat on one team of anybody in college football. If you win on first and second down and you force the game into the hands of Alan Bowman, then that's the recipe for success 
for Texas. And by the way, Texas, best third down defense of anybody in all of college football. Get Oklahoma State in third and long, and that's the recipe to win the game. Well, Tom, you're talking about first and second down and third down. I'm talking about the four, number four, the fourth quarter. That's what's going to matter in this game. Ollie Gordon last week scored five touchdowns. Four of them came in the second half in overtime. And, yes, Devondre Sweat, defense, Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, is on defense. Byron Murphy, Baron Sorrell, Jalen Ford. They've got some dogs at linebacker and at, on the defensive line. But the Oklahoma State Cowboys will run the ball to and through Ollie Gordon. And so Devondre Sweat and the rest of that defensive front, including some of the DBs and corners, are going to have to play a four-quarter football game, maybe even more, because this Oklahoma State football team is relentless in giving the ball to their best back. Going to be a big one Saturday noon on ABC. Let's get to another matchup that all eyes are going to be on, and that's what's happening in Atlanta in the SEC championship game. Georgia has won 29 straight games since losing to Alabama in the 2021 SEC championship. Longest streak in SEC history, but the Bulldogs looking to become the sixth FBS team in the past century to win 30 straight games. Nick Saban, 7-0 at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, including three wins against Georgia and Kirby Smart and Nick Saban just spoke to the media. It's new on College Football Live. Yeah, our guys are uh, excited for an opportunity to play in uh, what I've talked about all week. It's um, one of the um, best venues and just incredible environments in all of college football. We're working hard um, at preparing for what is a really unique physical uh, Alabama team, and uh, our guys are uh, – Got another day's work and another day's work tomorrow to put in to be ready for it. Our team is trying to focus on what they need to do to go play uh, the kind of game that we'll need to play to beat a very, very good team, uh, probably the best team we played all year. Um, I think the challenge for you as a player is uh, you got to be ready to play and assume that the guy you're playing against is the best player you played against all year. And, I think if you take that approach and channel your energy and enthusiasm into execution on the field, that'll give you the best chance to be successful. Speaking of the best players you've played against all year, this is definitely the best version of Jalen Milrow that we've seen all year because he has, let's say, gotten better and better. What does Georgia need to do to try and contain Jalen Milrow and not let him get going with his arms or his legs? Well, the biggest thing is try not necessarily keep him in the pocket, but when he breaks, be physical with him. We've seen Jalen Milrow be a physical runner. Think about the LSU game, running people over and doing it with his legs, but he also does it with his arms. And so when he does break the pocket, be physical with him. But the issue is he becomes a pocket passer, throwing it deep. You have to contest those catches as well. He's one of the best deep ball throwers in all of college football. Keep him in the pocket, and when he does throw it, contest. You know, Sam, I think one of the X factors in this is one defense has to defend a running quarterback and the other one doesn't. And the one that does is the University of Georgia. So we're all student athletes here, right? Let's do a little math. Let's, let's go to math class here. So why is it so difficult to defend the quarterback run, the designated run, not the, imp the improvisational plays? It's because it's a sheer number game. So if you can defend the run with six players in the box, and let's just say offensively, the Alabama Crimson Tides in 21 personnel, two back, uh, two tight end, one back. And they decide to run quarterback counter or quarterback lead. So now you've got six or seven in the box, but guess what? They've got one more number than you have because the tailback now becomes a blocker because the quarterback's the lead runner. So it's about numbers. It's about defensively Georgia having to account 
for the quarterback in the run game. Now, the more bodies you add into the box, the more one-on-one -on -one opportunities there are outside for play-action pass, which makes it more difficult to do what you said, Sam, and that is defend those one-on-one -on -one matchups downfield. I didn't know we were going to math class. I got my binder out real quick, started writing things down. X plus Y <laughs> equals Z. He's the X. We'll see if Jalen Milrow is able to get it going this weekend. Meanwhile, it's going to be a fun two days of college football, and it's time for our weekend lineup brought to you by Wendy's Beef. All day Saturday, we have you covered with four title games on ABC, but of course, let's not forget about the Mac and SWAC conference conference championship, which will be played on ESPN. For more on the SWAC championship, here's Tiffany Green and Jay Walker, guys. Thanks, Kelsey. Well, excitement is running high in Tallahassee as Florida A&M set to host their first ever SWAC championship. And the Rattlers have had an outstanding season thus far. But Jay Walker, you know that doesn't matter because Prairie View A&M comes into town and they want a shot at that SWAC title. Absolutely, you have to. I mean, anytime you lose to a team during the regular season, all you want is some get back. And I think for head coach Bubba McDowell, he and the Prairie View Panthers, they want some get back. They've got an opportunity to do it. Conditions are going to be sloppy there in Tallahassee. We know that Florida A&M and head coach Willie Simmons will have the Rattlers ready to complete this dream season. They're one step away from the Cricket Celebration Bowl in Atlanta where they can win their ultimate prize, which is a Cricket Celebration Bowl National Championship but the job won't be easy for the Rattlers. They've got to defend home turf and what's going to be a fantastic football game. All right, Jay. You know, Ice Cube said a little shake them up, shake them up, shake them. And that's what's happening in the SWAC. A round of firings. Hugh Jackson, the latest to be let go. Yeah, very surprising move. You know, the most storied HBCU program in the country is Grambling State. They part ways with head coach Hugh Jackson after just two seasons. They won some games this year, but not enough for the folks down there in G-Fam land. So they had to make a change. Surprising to see that they made the move this early. But that's one of the better jobs in HBCU coaching. And also, what else is going on in Louisiana? Eric Dooley let go by Southern University prior to the Bayou Classic. That was a statement firing. Dooley had only been there for two scenes as well. I don't know what's going on in Louisiana, but those are two jobs that I know a lot of people are going to be very interested in. It will be a very active offseason, all right? That sums it up for us now. Kelsey, back to you. Guys, thanks so much. And don't forget, it's a V Week here at ESPN when we partner with the V Foundation to highlight the urgent need for cancer research. This is game-changing research that helps save lives. You can join the fight against cancer by visiting v.org slash donate. And remember, 100% of your donation goes directly to cancer research. More College Football Live on the other side of this break. College Football Live is presented by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. And in part by Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen. Welcome back to College Football Live. Here's our featured lineup coming your way starting Friday on ABC, Pac-12 Championship at 8 Eastern. Then Saturday, Big 12 Championship at noon, ACC Championship at 8 Eastern. And Sunday, we'll have the exclusive reveal of the college football playoff selection. Catch it at noon Eastern on ESPN and the app. Let's take a look now at the one final team vote brought to you by Dr. Pepper. And 39% of the voters believe 
The Florida State Seminoles should be the final team that makes the college football playoff, followed by Oregon at 31%. The win on Saturday, Florida State will have its third 13-0 start in program history. Our analytics give Florida State a 74% chance to beat Louisville, a game that you will see on ABC. And the big question this offseason is, who's going to be the next the next team in that all of these quarterbacks are landing with. And one of them is Riley Leonard after two seasons as Duke starter and the departure of his head coach, Mike Elko, to Texas A&M. Riley Leonard says he is going to enter his name in the transfer portal, as is Oregon State. DJ Uwe Ungle. The second time in his career, he's now headed in a new direction. His career started at Clemson through for over 2,600 yards and 21 touchdowns in his one season, though this season with the Beavers. What's the price you pay, though, for the best players nowadays? Nebraska's Matt Rule weighs in with his thoughts. Make no mistake that a, a good quarterback in the portal costs, you know, a million to a million five to two million dollars right now. So just, just, just on the same page, right? So. Um, let's make sure we all understand what's happening. So, um, um, you know, there's some teams that have six, six or seven million dollar players playing for them. So, six or seven million dollars. That's what he said. Six or seven million dollars. You guys, Luke. I mean, you got any eligibility left? You want to go back and play? What do you think about this one, two, six million dollar price tag we got on some, some players? I'll tell you one thing, free agency is one is one hell of a thing when you don't have a salary cap, ain't it? Not all college football programs are created equal. I would ask this one question, though. Sam, I don't know how you feel. How many of those quarterbacks that are in that portal played like a million dollars or two million dollars? Yeah, my response, not necessarily to the question, but even to the comment from Matt Rule is, Sure, there might be one or two million dollar quarterbacks, but there's 76 million dollar coaches that are getting that money, regardless of whether they're coaching or not. And so I think it still comes back down to recruiting and relationships. Think about Dan Lanning. Got a chance to spend time with him at the Pac-12 Media Day last year, the year before last, and he talks about relationships. That's what he's built. And so think about Bo Nix. We love the fact that he's at Oregon right now. Michael Penix Jr. Love the fact that he's at Washington. Jaden Daniels. Love the fact that he's at LSU. So all these quarterbacks who have transferred have actually made the game better. If you're a good enough recruiter and have great enough relationships, it won't matter what the price tag is. It is just interesting. It's such a different college football right now. I mean, the main question that I have, I got no problem with the players making all kinds of money. But, I mean, don't you think here on College Football Live, does anybody like, I'm not the quarterback, but like, can we can we find a way to get just the million dollar, a million for you, a million for me, a million for Lou? Because, I mean, something going around. There's some sponsors out Let's there, right? Some the championships. Donors, Texas A&M, throw some money at us. Anybody from the ACC? I don't know. Uh, We'll see. Guys, College Football Live tomorrow at 5 o'clock. You've also got the Pac-12 championship tomorrow on ABC. Should be a great weekend for college football.